What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the TT Podcast. It's episode number 34. Today, I am joined by Prince. Hey there. And Ace. Hiya. How are you guys doing? Good. Good, thanks. All right. Uh, so, uh, we're going to get back to, um, we're, we're going to have trivia this week, amongst hey. other things. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about some new games and news and whatever. Um, so, let's start off with the news. And we'll start off, how about, with the uh, bad news first. Um, turns out that, so Harmonix has laid off 17 people, um, and Mad Cats has filed for bankruptcy. Mm. Oh no! They make all I really know. good steering wheels and accessories, don't they? Controllers, oh yes, they're, like they're, they're known for all sorts of uh, very um, quality-built uh, peripherals. Mm-hmm. And by that's that not, I mean... Is that sarcastic? <laughs> that is actually sarcastic. Um, <laughs> So this is like uh, it's some bedside manner. Yeah, I know, right? I, I guess that makes me kind of a mean person. They've actually so it's kind of unfortunate because like their early reputation was kind of crappy. They made all of the crappy controllers and things. It was cheap, but cheap. Get... Yeah, that's an oh, advantage, yeah. right? Yeah, oh. it, was, it was a huge advantage. They were undercutting Sony on like controllers and uh, memory cards and stuff like that uh, uh, back but, in the day. Yeah, what what what. Weren't they a little bit better in the era or not really? They did, yeah. They started improving around that time. Uh, and uh, part, partly, I think it's um, maybe even Rock Band that kind of started turning things around for them because, you know, with all the guitars and whatever, and probably for um, Guitar Hero as well, mm. I mean, they were probably making a killing. They started going into, like, higher-end peripherals. Uh, but it turns out that uh, it was all for naught. Uh, they are going bankrupt, and it seems likely that it was probably due to the lackluster sales of Rock Band 4, which they co-published with Harmonix and uh, made the uh, guitars and all that stuff for. So, mm. never good to see that they're going to be liquidating. Um, and then, like I said, Harmonix, literally the day before this bankruptcy filing, uh, had laid off 17 people. Um, so I don't know if maybe both of those things were a result of the same information, you know, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, that's, that's that, you know, mm-hmm. that's the end of the prospects. Uh, I wonder if Harmonix has any other, um, any other future now that Rock Band is more or less a relic. Yeah. Um, they've got some kind of new game that they're going to be working on. Okay, um, good. uh, it, it's been in production for a little while. It's called Drop Mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's some kind of weird, uh, so it's, uh, it uses Oculus, I think. I was gonna... And it's some kind of like, it uses cards or something. And it sounds like really weird. Um, so, hopefully it works out for them though. I was going to say, I, I would have thought, did Rock Band 4 have any kind of VR option or anything? Well, they had, uh, oh, oh, that's what it was. Um, sorry. It was uh, Rock Band VR. I'm mixing up two things. Oh, it was. They released Rock Band VR. Oh, I didn't even and hear they, it. They are. Yeah, they released it, and I think they're releasing it for um, Oculus, uh. right? Isn't that that's what it? Uh, back in the day, uh, Palmer Lucky was up on stage playing air guitar with Oculus, and it was um, it was the Rock Band VR. Oh, that's so, a shame. I thought that I'm, might I'm do well, but I guess. There's just no demand for any more then. Yeah. But Drop Mix is some kind of like weird card game mix em up something or other. Uh, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But um, So they're still making something. They're not 
they're not out and uh, done yet. So okay. we'll see what they can manage to do. But obviously, they are restructuring. So mm. considering the uh, current state of the environment, I'd not say Oculus is the best one to be with at the moment. But uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, they have like a multi-platform option. Yeah, I think that one was just a matter of. I, I think they made that uh, deal a long time ago. Because um, I, I remember first hearing about that um, after Oculus had been released, but before um, PSVR. Okay. So that's still a. I think that's just an old deal that they had. And I, so, yeah, maybe not the best bet at the time, but they're still working on mm-hmm. it. Um, so those two are not necessarily great, but, uh, Marvel may have sort of accidentally announced the coming of Spider-Man this year. Um, yeah. Uh, so in a live stream, um, one of the people said something along the lines of, oh yeah, and we've got other games coming this year as well. Um, exact quote, there's even more on the horizon for 2017, like Spider-Man coming to PlayStation 4. And Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite coming to Xbox One, PS4, and Windows PC. Uh, so it seems like they are suggesting that this game will be coming out um, this year. <laughs> the dangers of live stream. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the funny thing is, then people were like, uh, hey, Insomniac, is this true? And Insomniac's like, uh, we haven't said anything about a release window or anything like that. So uh, there's some kind of miscommunication between the two of them. What the hell is going on? Who knows? Uh, but there is the potential that Spider-Man is coming this year. And for context, this is um, this is the new Spider-Man PS4 exclusive. Is it an exclusive, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the new PS4 Spider-Man that's coming. And this was the one that was, I think, announced at E3 of last year. Is that yes. right? Right. At Sony's presentation. Yeah, last year was the uh, crazy one on the stage with the God of War and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they announced it there. Yeah, and that was kind of... I mean, they announced it as being fairly early. They only showed they only showed a, a bit of it. They didn't really show any particular substance of it. It was more like a reveal. Um, yeah, and there was some Yeah, game, we're hoping that this will save the man. Spider-Man series. Yeah, um... We'll see how it goes. I mean, Insomniac is pretty solid with uh, its platforming, so we'll. Uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think I think they have a they can do it. I really hope they can do it. I just um, I just uh, that's why we're excited for it to come out. And yeah. uh, if it comes out this year, that would be nice. Um, but if Insomniac needs more time for it, I say uh, don't get in their way. Let them have yeah. it because we're betting on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is just a a side theory. I think that this um, Spider-Man game deal is tied to the uh, deal with Sony to use Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see if uh, if this game does well, the uh, Spider-Man series being linked to the MCU might continue. Mm-hmm. They might, you know, continue whatever this deal it, is. It's okay. Uh, because... It- because the the rumors are that uh, the Spider-Man uh, involvement in the MCU is limited to, I think, four movies. It's in the um, or, or three movies. You've got Homecoming, Homecoming sequel, and involvement in Civil War and in Infinity War Part One. 
So I'm going to keep my fingers well, crossed. I mean, it I did hear similar worrying. Infinity War 1, then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, right? Kill, kill off young Peter Parker. Tony should be in part um, 1 and part 2. Yeah, right. Uh, but so hopefully that'll be coming this year. Uh, also, a game coming this year, Destiny 2. We finally got details for that. Mm. Uh, you guys are not Destiny people, right? No, <laughs> I did play it quite a lot, but that was with the first, I think, three DLCs, and then that was it for me. Oh, okay. Well, you know, at least you know. At least you tried. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Uh, so I gave there it was a lot a, of money. <laughs> there was, yeah, right. There was a teaser um, where Cade Six was hanging out in a bar, having a drink, telling about this awesome story about how he shot a bunch of people, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was a proper uh, trailer showing off maybe a little bit more of what to expect. Both the teaser and the trailer seem to indicate that there's going to be, you know, maybe a more of a focus on story. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also look like they're indicating that the city and the tower have fallen. Uh, there's an invasion by Gaul um, and the Cabal, and they are invading. And yeah, uh, I'm not sure that I'm particularly excited for it, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see. I I feel like. The, the first one never really lived up to the expectation. Granted, yeah. there was a lot of uh, hype around that game. It was hard for it to live up to the expectation of here's Bungie coming off of the Halo franchise and they're going to do this <laughs> awesome new thing with, with all the freedom in the world because now they're not tied to Xbox and whatever else. So, I mean, I don't know that that was necessarily fair, but even after several expansions, even though they did improve the game, I don't think it ever reached those uh, lofty heights. And now especially uh, it's going back to the cabal. So it's an enemy that we already know we're not getting, this does not seem to indicate that there's going to be some kind of new enemy that we're going to have to face. Um, And the, isn't the goal a new enemy? Gaul is a character. Oh, okay. I I believe this is my impression. Gaul is the leader of um, a clan of of the cabal. Mm. Uh, So it's kind of like with Halo Wars too, that, this uh, new named brute is leading a familiar faction. Exactly. Yeah, okay. very much one of those deals. It, it, at least that's what it seems like. I mean, that's that's what we've got out of, you know, three and a half minutes of video. Mm-hmm. And all of it, none of it was actual gameplay. It was all, uh, you know, pre-rendered sort of uh, story. Um, so I'm sure got... they'll have multiple factions, though, because in the base game, yes. they had multiple factions, the first game. So I'm sure they'll have multiple again. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just... It's kind of like, really, again, I feel like, you know, we've been fighting these people for three years or whatever, you know, give mm-hmm. give us something new. Like, I expected at least one of the expansions to give us something new, some new threat, but it's it looks like it's going to be the same enemies, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the expansion pass gives you uh, access to two expansions, and one of them had the flag for Osiris. And the other one was Sputin. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I guess Osiris is maybe a little bit new, but we've been down the Rasputin, you know, hole several times at this point, you know? Okay. So some something, again, it, it doesn't, it feels like we're sort of retreading the, the same space. And Isn't that what the whole foundation of Destiny? Retreading the same space for 200 hours, <laughs> 500 yeah. hours. I guess, I guess that's certainly the case. No but, but you would hope... 
you'd hope that there would be new ground for you to retread for another 200 hours, you know, in a sequel. So it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like there's anything vast or sweeping really going on. It feels like we're going to change locations. There's going to be a little bit more story, but it's going to be the the same sort of thing. I think, I think you're probably right. But if, if I'm going to flip this on, on its head from a, um, like a destiny fans shoes, Mm -hmm. Um, I think the gameplay will be what matters the most because at that many hours you're not following a story, right? Definitely, you're just um, enjoying the experience. And Destiny definitely did have good. Uh, the core shooting mechanics were unanimously played, uh, praised. But um, yeah, I mean, if they improve it in interesting new ways, I think the the benefit of them scrapping everything from before and starting fresh is that they can. I think they said that the the um, what was it? The superpowers or whatever they're called um, are all new. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it could potentially operate in a whole fresh new way. Mm-hmm. What yeah, are the things? The, uh, that... You go. The information they they said something about how you know everything was taken from the guardians, mm-hmm. their tower and their city, and it said their power too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it seems like um, there's going to be you know it's going to reset you. And you're going to have to find a new source of power or some such. Yeah. And on that note, on the story side, um, the trailers you mentioned, uh, both trailers starred one character who is uh, this kind of, uh, I don't know, plucky rebel voiced by Nathan Fillion. Um, yeah. Who is, of course, um, a superstar in geek culture. I just watched, um, coincidentally, I watched Serenity just last week. Ah, Fantastic. Um, Yes, but Nathan Fillion, um, his voice is sort of uh, perfectly crafted for the role and makes any uh, any speech, or especially uh, cheeky speech, much more charismatic and interesting. So those trailers were quite interesting, I think. I just hope that it follows Agreed. through. I think I said that before. Yeah, and it, that's the thing is, like, I look at the trailers and I love those trailers. I thought those were awesome trailers. Mm. I just, I guess I don't have a whole lot of faith with the information that i'm getting on the back end you know it just doesn't seem i'm not particularly hopeful but uh, you know i did enjoy the first destiny it wasn't great i don't know that i'd be up for just more if they can do something better if they can improve if they can add different stuff Mm -hmm. then i could totally be in for more destiny uh Mm -hmm. but if it's more if they can't come up with something that really makes it feel like a sequel then I don't know that I'd be down for more, but all right. So it's just a little bit of other news. Nothing too major. We're just going to run through these real quick. Um, Jack and Daxter uh, are getting some PS2 classics. Uh, it's going to feature uh, the original two, three and Jack X combat racing, uh, which will all come to PlayStation four via the PSN. Um, Again, they're they're going to be PS2 classics, so that means that you will get trophy support with those, and it will support uprendered 1080p. Um, Interesting. I feel like now that I think about it, I feel like um, having a racing game is proof of being a relic from that era because Jack yeah, has a racing game. Um, Sly, no, not uh, sorry. What's the Fresh other one? Team racing. Um, Crash, that's I, I worked yeah, in Crash a game the store, game. and I can tell you how many copies of that game we sold was unbelievable. 
we got boxes and boxes and boxes living. I thought, are we going to get rid of all these? And yet we managed to sell them. <laughs> we were bundling them with about every console we sold and every accessory wow, and and wow. everything. As like they they must have bought them from from them for like a penny uh, a penny each or something. I think the the, the yeah, <laughs> it's, it's got to be the most copies that I've actually only beaten maybe by uh, GTA Vice City. I think that was the other game that we just got boatloads through. I just couldn't believe how much stock we had of that, but we well, they did go out. But uh, So Jack yeah. sold well? Yeah. Wow. Crash, crash I mean, Racing, it's the first time I'm hearing of it. Crash Team Racing of Vice City <laughs> sold more copies of that game than I think yeah, I've ever eaten. Oh, Crash Team Racing was the one that's ever eaten. Right. The, ah. Sort of the closest analogue, I mean. And then, of course, you know, in the same vein, you've got... Um, Sackboy Racing or whatever it was actually. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little big planet karting. A little, yes, exactly. And Sonic has a racing game, a series mm-hmm. even. Yeah. Got a few actually. Wow. So, so th- this is kind of like the very understated Sony's, um, sort of a bit like Xbox One backwards compatibility for the 360, where they kind of pick some games and and sort of make them uh, to run on on the newer console. But I mean. Does anyone really care about the PlayStation 2 games? I mean, the first ones were like Star Wars ones, which was quite cute in a way, but oh, looking at that, it's, it, wow, that is just so old. I thought... Well, I mean, they've they've re-released these games since then, so as well. I don't wow. know that it really is... Yeah. Yeah, and I just... I don't feel particularly compelled to go and play these games, but... I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. I'm sure they'll make enough money that it's totally justified in doing yeah. it. Uh, I don't know. Little... To me, it kind of annoys me a bit because I think, look, we wanted PlayStation 2 backwards compatibility when, um, you know, yeah, when ago. PlayStation when you took it out of the PlayStation <laughs> 3, it, we're long past caring about that now. Now we care about trophies. We want to be able to play our PlayStation 3 discs, just be able to shove them in the PlayStation 4 and get those trophies and uh, and just get that done. But yeah, now now they're doing this. It's like it's a bit annoying. But I suppose some people might might be happy for it and like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Near Automata has shipped one million units. That's not sold through, as far as I can tell. It looks like those are shipped. Uh-huh. Um, that's a combination of digital and what's been sent to uh, stores. Uh, but still, one million is not bad. Uh, for such, such a niche game. Yeah, actually, exactly what I was going to say. For such <laughs> a niche franchise, and for, for such an exotic and odd one at that, too. It's like, it's not just that people don't know about it. It is legitimately strange. Um, so for it to sell a million units, that's that's not bad. Um, the <laughs> In much, much bigger news, the Witcher series has surpassed uh, 25 million units. Um, that's across the entire franchise. Uh, most of which is likely the uh, the third Witcher game. Yeah, uh, they game. sold. Yeah, I mean they sold six million units in six weeks. Um, so By all accounts, The Witcher Two was a good game, but it was certainly not a mainstream game on the same level that Witcher Three is. So I don't know if you'd say Witcher Three is mainstream, but it received widespread recognition in a way that The Witcher Two didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it was just. It was actually legitimately a popular game, whereas mm. the other two were good games. This was actually, and by all accounts, a, a great game. Mm. Uh, and finally, Sega's website has a countdown timer 
um, apparently for something relating to a Bayonetta announcement. Uh, it's currently set to um, tick over uh, next Tuesday, uh, noon Eastern. Um, and it's all we know is that it's somehow related to Bayonetta. There's a, uh, you see her arc, sort of iconic gun shoe with like a couple of um, empty oh, yes. bullet casings. But that's, that's, uh, that's about it. Um, so mm. should be interesting to see what they're up to. I mean, even if it's just to have Bayonetta 2 come to um, PlayStation 4, that'd be friggin' killer. <laughs> yeah, Bayonetta 2 is obviously very uh, well received. And the fact that it was on Wii U was um, unfortunate for some. Yeah, uh, it might be a little bit tough for that to happen because Nintendo technically they they uh, published that, so mm. um, it would take quite a lot of effort, I imagine, to manage to get it anywhere else. Uh, but you know, Switch. stranger things have happened, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I mean, that would be brilliant, but it seems so unlikely. Right. But at the same time, it would not be a bad thing for Bayonetta One to be getting a high quality remaster on ps4 because um like 60 frames per second i don't know if it was 1080 before or if it could go for 4k upscale now playstation 4 um, pro yeah possibly if you had like a 1080 on base and 4k on pro but it always ran a solid 60 that would be fantastic i'm sure also it wouldn't sorry it wouldn't really be that out of place um, because they are now releasing Lego City Undercover too, mm. uh, for PlayStation Four. Oh yes, and that was uh, an early Wii U game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Early Wii U exclusive. Yep. I, mm-hmm. I feel if if someone like Dave was here, they'd say that uh, oh yes, Bayonetta in gorgeous, lovely 4K and enjoy those visuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> You don't have to pretend someone else is saying it, Ace. You can you can admit to it. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I, the, uh... <laughs> I could just you know hear that in my head, but I wouldn't say that. It's not I, normally me. I, I don't mean <laughs> to be. Uh, I don't mean to degrade anybody, but it 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 would probably be some of the sexiest al- anti-aliasing in video games <laughs> since Lara Croft. I mean, no. Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. the, the thing about the Bayonetta character is that she is obviously an extremely attractive like intellectual yes. like librarian kind of I was going to say I get a school teacher yeah. vibe off of the pictures yeah mm-hmm. but whatever yeah whatever <laughs> your preference is but but the idea is that not only is that she is the like the hyper definition of strong individual woman but mm-hmm. also that she is like fighting against the witch of Asian. I mean if you imagine if you remember Dante of Devil May Cry three mm. and everything mm. that he embodied as a strong male character, like the most badass lead male yeah. across almost it's... any series. Bayonetta is not I'm not gonna say the female parallel because mm. I'm sure a lot of females wouldn't describe her as the most possible badass female, but nonetheless she's a kind of like a a kind of a male translation of everything that a strong female could be in a sort of hyper sense. And I mean, hyper is in, it's kind of exaggerating. It's kind of self, like yeah. self joking. It's not taking itself seriously. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's like, if you contrast with something like lollipop chainsaw, where obviously it's a completely different kind of humor, mm-hmm. this is like, not that kind of 
maybe I should stop talking, but I just mean that Bayonetta isn't a shallow character. That's that's yeah, all right. I mean. Well, so I, I would imagine that Sega is going to be publishing, right? Because <clears throat> Bayonetta is a platinum game. So mm. they've it is a, a distinctly third-party publisher in this instance, too. So we'll see what it actually ends up being. Uh, fingers crossed, but, uh, you know, regardless, any new Bayonetta thing I'm going to be excited for. Mm. All right, so uh, shall we get down to topic of the week? Um <laughs> We've we've got two options. Which one did we want to go with? I don't know. We can go with anything. Um, game stories, longer, better, shorter, better series, chapters, better. better. <laughs> okay. So well, why don't you? Well, I was, why don't you explain? Yeah. On what that I was one? trying to go for that is um. So you know, there's an awful lot at the moment that um, like the Final Fantasies, the Zeldas, the Destinies. You know, games where you have got to put in like. To really get the full experience, I'm sure you could speed run through them. There's plenty of YouTubers that do that, but to get full experience, you've got to dedicate quite a serious amount of time to. I mean, what 200 hours or something? Um, Depending on the game. Where do do we feel there's quite quite a lot of those, more of those coming out? But then is there also, you know, with the Telltale series and things that they do like to do? I forgot what you call them now, but I keep thinking chapter-based ones. Episodic. Thank you. That's that's yeah. the word I was looking for. E- episodic ones. That's the buzzword. That's the buzzword. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and but then it's it's kind of more like a continuation of one story that ends up being what kind of like a medium length because they're sometimes they're a bit short. Mm-hmm. Some sometimes they're quite medium, but I don't think and we've ever had a episodic Zelda length kind of game yet because that would probably go on for like a year <laughs> for releases. And would yeah, I think the, hate it the closest is uh, um, Minecraft, I think, which was like eight episodes. Mm. But you remember the reaction Hitman got when it went episodic? Everyone gave it no chance, it and then it out. proved to be a fantastic game. Yeah, it, it apparently worked out really well. I've I've never gone back to it despite buying it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're part of the problem. But who 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 has time for that? So so that's mm. it. Obviously. Younger um, gamers are probably going to have more time to dedicate to it, unless they're like really uh, into their, their education. <laughs> um, I I definitely <laughs> stay in school. As, as you get older and you get more responsibilities and and work and family, and you find your your precious um, uh, personal time ends up getting eaten away by um, others <laughs> in, in your household, yeah. um, then you know it, it's quite nice to get. It's. I quite like the sort of shorter games because you can you can play them, you can get through them, you can get all the trophies, you can get the platinum. You have a sense of accomplishment, and you've 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 enjoyed a story, and hopefully it it it's good enough and quality enough that it sucked you in. The characters are really good, the world is really well crafted, and you're kind of eager for. Oh, I'd, I'd like like a sequel, you know, and you get excited for it. You know, I mean, um, <laughs> that, let's say like The Last of Us. I wouldn't say that was like a very long one. Um, but it mm, it was pretty. quality, and mm. everyone's like really excited for the second one. Although a lot of people are so worried, but then that's because they really like the, the first one. Um, yeah, something like that is good because it's it's doable if you count out the multiplayer trophies that are a bit of a pain. It um, you can <laughs> you can get especially if you do it online. You, know, you don't have to do it on like the super hardcore difficulty or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. you you can get through that as for you, even if you have a very busy schedule, you can get through it in um, yeah. Spare time in a week or something. Yeah. But Zelda, you know, you, you're looking at if if you work in school and do all that lot, you're looking at you know 
weeks and months, don't you? To, yeah, months. to, to yeah. sort of get through that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I quite like the short ones, get that nice sort of feeling. And I find the longer ones I tend to run out of steam with, you know? Do you ever get that? And you just you kind of put it down and then you come back to it months later yeah. and try to remember where you are, you know, like Final Fantasy and I'm probably going to do it with Zelda. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those... Those games definitely draw me in. Like, it's it's odd because God knows I don't have time to be playing a billion long open world <laughs> games, but I tend to also be drawn to those games. Like, for me, I'm such a like I'm a diehard Final Fantasy fan, you know, and I love that kind of thing. The the connection that like over the course of this long story, you, you build a, a greater connection to whatever characters and everything. Mm. Um, but at the same time. You know, I do enjoy shorter games. It's, uh, you know, some of the best games in the past, you know, five, ten years have been shorter games. It's not necessarily that it needs to be longer. You can have uh, The Last of Us. It doesn't have to be long and to deliver something or Gone Home and Firewatch and all that kind of stuff. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be long to be great. Exactly. Um, it's how I, well they've, they've crafted the story, the writing, the characters, the, the voice acting and everything, isn't it? there? Yeah, but I, the I mean, shorter it's... ones usually the quality is a bit better on because they've maybe concentrated on it a bit more. Yeah, um, I, I wish. So what ends up happening is like, if I could dictate how games were released, I'd probably play a long game and then a short game and then a long game. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just okay. go back and forth. But but unfortunately, um, the way games are released don't want to sort of cooperate <laughs> with that. So. I just I boot up a game and I try and play it as best I can and keep up and then I usually fail. <laughs> so um, still working on uh, I've still got uh, Metal Gear Solid Five sitting on my back catalog. Mm. I need to play through the second half of that still, and God only knows what other games and how many I've missed as a result. You know? Yeah, I know, right? They're, they're coming out so quick and it's getting hard. I mean, that you know, they, they cost a little bit more. I think this gen than the last one. And I don't know if that mm. makes people feel like you know they want a really longer game to kind of get get that money back. And then there's, there's so many special editions and collector's editions and things that try to draw you in with with more and season passes and extras and exclusives and things and that and that they try to push more through. And um, and it's just like right, but it's just, it's nice just to have a simple game and then that just has it's yeah, it just has a nice story arc and it yeah. You've just gone through it, and it's you know, I mean, um, quite enjoyed. Life is strange, you know. That that was an episodic one, but it was yep. sort of on the on the shorter side. I mean, yes, the ending was tad disappointing, considering everything had been promised. And <laughs> I d- yeah. I don't agree with you. That's perhaps a topic for another time. But well, yeah, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't agree with you. What what, what don't you agree with? So no, 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 no. I don't was... want to hear it. I'm not spoiling it. I just think the ending. <laughs> okay was perfect as a symbolism for what the entire series represented, which I think is like very important for something like that. Um, and especially in comparison to say, actually, no, I thought Batman had a good final question um, as well. But I think for a series like that, if you take in contrast something like Mass Effect 3, this, the whole game is about choice. And then at the end, the choice is completely meaningless. Whereas Batman and Life is Strange both end Isn't with a choice. Always, that is no, but both of those games I think end with a choice that they That's... reflect on the entire experience. No, but I was being a smart ass exercise. Oh, okay. But, but Life is Strange <laughs> said that your choices will dictate 
all the way through the game, but then in the end, it came down to a simple A or B. No, because like and again, endings. We shouldn't I'm we shouldn't sure. um, spoil too much, but I just mean that it does dictate the whole final chapter is dictated. Like the if you look at the landscape of the final chapter, everything you see is a result of your actions. And if you go in with a complete opposite side story, everything you see in that final chapter will be different. Um, and that final question, the, the last moment, is just the culmination of that. It's the moment of reflection. It's not actually supposed to be affected by anything because it's a storytelling game at the end mm. of the day. It needs to have some control. Yeah. If I can put my two cents into it, the idea that games actually get finished is nice. Um, <laughs> the nature, uh, the nature of shorter games like that, I, I, I'm sure, um, mean that more people are finishing those games. You know, yeah. per ratio mm. um, of people that actually start them, because usually the smaller games are less popular games, mm. uh, so you don't get as many people playing them. But I'm sure of those people that play. I wouldn't be surprised at all if more people were finishing, and then you've got a more uh, detailed, nuanced uh, discussion of what the game yeah. was, mm. uh, which is also yeah. nice. Yeah, nice. Like I said, I suppose Life it's quite good to delve back that. and forth between a long and a short, which is quite good. Mm. Life yeah. is Strange isn't one that I would pick as one of the shortest ones, because I think it's like the chapters are probably was... three or four hours each, maybe, if you're wandering around and exploring everything. Where something like uh, The Walking Dead or Telltale Games are more like one to two hours each. Really? Um, so that comes up. Okay. Yeah, I would say that certainly the oh, yeah. chapters in Life is Strange were longer. Maybe not. Maybe three to four is I over. I think that's a bit, but... unless you're like walking in circles or you're really slow paced. I mean, I, no, know, I know there was the thing run is that you have it, whole... but, I mean... <laughs> but you have a whole um, school and essentially a whole town that's filled with well, personalities and you can go and talk to no, all kinds of people come on, not really is it it's it's a backdrop the actual area you can walk around is kind of limited mm. let's be honest yeah but i mean in contrast to the walking dead you only have a room at a time right. so until you go to the next scene you have just a room with maybe five people in it yeah. so i, I so much i think i might be able to uh fix this for you um, according to True Trophy's completion times, mm-hmm. uh, let's see what it says. I'm, I'm looking at that uh, already, but <laughs> I think that's that's for people that are like that's an estimate for speedrunning the trophies. Um, and you can speedrun the trophies; it's true. If you just ignore the town. But that's what makes it like a, a story. Because if you look at the bar chart for the completion estimates on Life is Strange, um, there's like quite a spread mm-hmm. right whereas something like um batman for example it will get a much more concentrated answer of every episode is under an hour like it's there's not right. like any padding available mm. um, yeah so um, anyways so, yeah that's uh i'm sorry so i was gonna say so which type do you prefer in prince um i think it's a difficult question a good question um so lately i've been trying to give more attention to short story based experiences like when i went back and played firewatch and all the other games i don't remember now um but i think it's i think perhaps for the optimal balance if you have the choice if you have the option um 
you want both because that's the only way to get the best of both. So you pick the best short story experiences. And I feel like every gamer who, um, who has an interest in those games that are a bit more ambitious need to play at least one of these uh, short story based experiences mm-hmm. uh, because where would we be without them? Yeah. Um, but they don't. On the other hand, they don't get the headlines, though, do they? I mean, you know, like Zelda, Final Fantasy. Well, exactly. Um, I don't know how long is Horizon Zero Dawn. About forty hours. Mm-hmm. About mid. mid- that's so. That's I think actually like a mid- actually that's really long too. It's it's like forty hours to platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's probably a twenty-ish hour game just well, to play through the main story. I would class that as like a standard length game rather than a short game. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly not a story-based game um, in the same sense. It's, it's, sm- it's small, actually, for, for an open-world game. Mm. It's, it's very rare that an open-world game is actually that short. But I think if you consider it against things like Firewatch and Gone Home and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that, certainly agree. Things um, that you play I mean, for a short story um, experience. I, I think it's one of those things, it's like, realistically what we really want is quality we don't want extra padding Mm -hmm. because in just about any storytelling extra padding disrupts the flow of the story or whatever you know it it messes up how how things really work Mm. Um, and that's kind of what horizon i think did particularly well is that you, you didn't have a whole lot of fluff it had the extra side missions and things that you could do they weren't necessary you could skip them um, and the ones that were available were enjoyable and actually added to the game world. It wasn't just a thing that you went and did with some canned dialogue. It's like, you know, this person is, you know, residing over this trial and, you know, they might not like you just because they're racist or whatever, you know? <laughs> and, and then and then the trial you did was fundamentally different than the other trials you've done. It wasn't just repeating the same thing with slightly different uh, topography or whatever. Um, what, about, so I think, really, what about the games like Mass Effect where you're constantly doing dialogue and asking questions and getting responses? That kind of sort of slows things down a little bit, doesn't it? Make it seem like it's longer. And if you want to go back and redo it and make different choices, maybe this time be a bit nicer or be a bit more aggressive than you were last time. It, again, it just makes it feel like you, the game is a lot longer, doesn't it, compared to something where it's just like linear. It's yeah. just like you just do the, the one thing all the way through. I mean, um, some of the games, not quite to that degree, like uh, Infamous, where you sort of play it once as a good guy and then you play it a second time as a, as a bad guy so you kind of get two playthroughs out of it um yeah i think i think there's it all told like uh, really i i want quality games with less padding and less meaningless errand running um but in in altogether i have to say very very rarely do i go man i just i wish there was more of that game compared to the number of games where i'm like man i really want to get this platinum but it's going to take me an extra 20 hours <laughs> or man you know all of this stuff you could have cut most of it out and it's just not necessary like more often than not i could do with a shorter game most games would probably benefit from being but i think a bit yeah, it's quite i think we're kind of missing the point here in many ways in the fact that um games if we want to look at the the paragon examples and put the the problems aside um examples of games that are very long but it's a merit to the game 
um, like Final Fantasy 15, like you said, it's a huge adventure across a huge open world with characters that you get to know and love. Uh, that's one of the few instances you needed more. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to highlight. Um, yeah. In that Ace was contrasting the short games and the long games and that each can have, people can have a different favorite. Like the best, like the perfect game isn't a short game. The perfect cool. game can be 200 hours in The Legend of Zelda. Like it can be, like both things can exist as perfections of their goals. Mm. Um, right. So you've like Final Fantasy 15, an example, Zelda, an example. Um, dare I say Persona 5, an example. It's going to be a hideously long game, but every second of it is there for a purpose. Right. Yeah. Um, Again, and and that is that's that quality thing. It's like mm. at the end of the day, I don't care if it's long or short. I want a quality experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I guess I, I would err towards I guess shorter just for the sake of you know being able to play more. Yeah. Games. I guess, mm. Did you not have a, a stamina <laughs> sort of limitation? I feel like. Um, link no, the, the really. stamina wheel going round, and after you've been playing the same game, doesn't matter how good a game it is. At some point, you're going to go. Oh, I need a break from this and something else. You know that surely that it hits that that kind of limit, and you think. But well, there's nothing I... wrong with taking breaks. It's a good thing to take breaks. Um, and depending on how you feel, um, that break can come in different forms, like a lunch break, or it can be like, oh, I'm going to play a different game for a day or a week come back or, but... or or a year and a half or yeah. uh, in the case of metal yeah, yeah. i feel if um, you take a break for that long the game has has lost its um, yeah uh, but but there's but so many games to, to answer your question time, it, that can easily happen can't it I'm trying to keep pace with everything oh yeah that's that's my biggest problem um is that I, i'll be playing a longer game and i don't end up finishing it because something else comes out you know um and and that's a little disheartening yeah. Um, to to answer your question about the whole stamina thing is like if it's a really good game, I really don't care how long it is. Like Final right. Fantasy, I enjoyed the crap out of that. I just played that. I powered through that game. Um, and, and you know, I think in a lot of instances, the games that are not that kind of good are exactly the ones that would benefit from cutting mm. some out. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, like movie directors do cut out quite a bit if they think it interferes with the flow and it's too much and it drags it on don't they but but in a movie i mean to put the parallel across in a movie pacing is important right you have to if you get much much more important at least yeah a movie can be an hour and a half long and it's boring because there's this one really long scene about people having a conversation about something irrelevant to the plot Mm. but it can be three hours long and it can be gripping like um i don't know how long was inception like it can be really long and it can be gripping if the pacing is right. Um, yeah. And in the game, I think it's important that no matter what's happening in the game, whether it be like a long story segment or whether it be um, a segment where you have to go out into the open world and get stronger, um, if the mechanics are designed in a good way, then it will keep you ticking and keep you going and going for the next thing and the next thing. And it sounds gamey, mm. but ultimately it's a game, so it needs to keep you interested. I guess- to the next thing. I guess what it shows to me is yeah. that I, I kind of fall into the, the pacing side of things where perhaps I do like things a little bit more linear and a bit brisk, yeah, brisk and yeah. a bit more sort of, yeah, structured and just... And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that either. I mean, that's, to me, that's just the same as, like, some people prefer 
uh, turn-based strategy games and some people prefer real-time. You know, some mm-hmm. people prefer uh, slower, methodical combat like Dark Souls and some people prefer crazy Bayonetta yeah. stuff, you know? What so, about... And, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I was just going to keep going and listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what do you guys feel about the episodic? I mean, um, it kind of started way back and... I'm not sure it was that successful, but then, you know, the likes of Telltale really kind of um, blew it up a bit, but it's still... Telltale made a lot of the early ones, but they just weren't very good games, so that's why yeah, it didn't... Yeah, it still seems pretty fire. niche, doesn't it? Not many seem to do it, and even less that do it It only well. works within its model. Yeah, I think it's fine for me. It's like, I enjoy those games, but I don't think I'd really want more of them. Um I, I think I've got just enough I think of that's them. Good. I yeah. mean, in fact, I, I still haven't played some of the ones that I want to play, but I, I really don't think I need more of them. In fact, every now and then I'm like, really, Telltale? Are you going to release another I, game I was like going to say, or... Telltale is starting to get like Lego games, aren't they? Where it's sort of it's mm. getting a bit much. <laughs> and no, I'm like, sure I'll Telltale's enjoy Telltale's getting like Traveler's Tales. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, speaking of TT. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. So, any any final thoughts on this? Um, I mean, there's a huge selection of short and absolutely, uh, I don't know, unique games that I would highly recommend. Um, and I think those have to exist alongside the huge games that are not, um, they're not filler, they're not padded, they're just huge games with loads of fun to be had. Um, yes. And I think those two types, those two, uh, those two ultimates have to exist alongside each other, and mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm, I'm becoming less and less fond of the middle ground games, where it's like you say, it's like a ten hour or twenty hour experience, but it's padded to a twenty or forty. Yeah. I yeah. think those have mastered what they could be. Mm. Yep, yep, I, I agree. Um, I I think game makers are doing a much better job in the past couple of years of cutting out things they don't need mm. um, and and getting rid of all of the extra and, and trimming it down to something that is a much more solid uh, experience. And I think that's why when you look at um, even the past couple of years, there's been an unusual number of high quality games, um, nines and tens even. Uh, and I think that's that's a large part of what it is. is you have games that are very focused they're doing their thing and they know what they're doing and they're getting rid of things that don't belong better than really i think we've seen in the past um so in in conclusion i would say it's a good time to be a gamer there are lots of good games coming out uh play what you like (laughs) yeah and there will be good games in that type like whatever you're looking for right we can find it for you destiny will destiny 2 will be coming out later this year so (laughs) Plan a couple of months for that. So, yeah, yeah, I know, right? All right. So, moving on, uh, we know the games for PS Plus. It uh, that actually came out a little bit late last week. Uh, usually, we get it, you know, just before uh, we record that week, and we can tell you what's coming the following week. But they didn't release it, I think, until like Thursday, which was kind of late. Um, but we do finally have those games. Uh, we've got six games once again. Uh, for PlayStation 4, we have Drawn to Death. Um, the trophies are actually live, but it is a new release, so the numbers probably wouldn't be worth mentioning. Um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time has one platinum, 29 trophies, 
uh, and a 2.42 ratio. Uh, PlayStation 3 has an Invisibles, The Lost Kingdom, which is a platinum 47 trophies, 1.43 ratio. Alien Rage Extended Edition, which has no platinum, 20 trophies, all of which are bronze, uh, and 2.2 ratio. Uh, and then for Vita, which uh, um, both of these are crossed by with the PS4, you have 10 Second Ninja with no platinum, 12 trophies, a 1.75 ratio, and Curses and Chaos with no platinum, 21 trophies, and a 1.53 ratio. Any of those games catch your fancy? Uh, I mean, I think I've heard actually Love is in a Dangerous Space Time. I've heard that it's a good co-op game. Yeah. Um, but Ergo is not for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, none of these seem to like really jump out at mm-hmm. me. I mean, I've heard of most of them. And they've been pretty good from my understanding, but um, it seems like Drawn to Death is going to be the uh, the winner. It's, it's, it's going to be the draw, is it? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, it's uh, David Jaffe's latest game. Uh, it's a multiplayer class-based shooter in the style of the drawings of a teenager mm-hmm. in high school. So that exists. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I haven't actually played it yet, so we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Um, I was just wondering if there are any reviews for it. Give me a few seconds. No, yep. there aren't any yet. <laughs> so uh, we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. It'll take a little time for that one to, especially as a multiplayer game, you got to set up the meta and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, and now it is trophy time. Tell me about the trophies, Ace. Okay. Uh, today's top of the trophy pops on uh, 4th of April 2017. Um... Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> uh, at about uh, 8 o'clock. Um, right, uh, it's a bit more varied chart this week. We've got five entries, um, three new entries. Uh, but, of course, Mass Effect Andromeda is still holding strong, unsurprisingly. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, Rocket League has rocketed out of the list. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Starting at uh, number number five. Yeah, you need to get. get one oh, sorry. My no, that was terrible. I should I should have done that again. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the Walking Dead: uh, A New Frontier is uh, at number five, um, or spot twenty six in mm-hmm. the in the full listing of fifty. Uh, Southern Hospitality, 265 wins, plus uh, five other trophies. I believe it's uh, episode three out this week that for uh, season three. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say which which one's that. I wasn't keeping count. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, okay. And at number four, we've got uh, uh, MLB The Show, 17. Is that um, basketball? I think that one. Is it? Or not? Uh, major, major, major league, league baseball. baseball. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> uh, um, it's all right. I understand. Yeah, it's okay. It's not that big a thing over NBA here. Is the <laughs> it's it's not really that big over here. Uh, so <laughs> it's kind of uh, it's kind of fallen by the wayside. I mean, even even football football for us is is the king of of uh, marketing sports, and as popular as that is, even that's slid quite considerably in the past. You know. Decade or yeah. so. Madden. F- f- football with, with your hands, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> At spot 17. The true football? Come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, 
got the shield uh, Weaver outfit, two hundred ninety-three wins plus one other trophy. So that's the that's not right. Nope. Sorry, uh, got the shield Weaver outfit is from Horizon. Oh, sorry. Would they get that? <laughs> Big pardon. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. What was that one? Meant? That would make sense. It was quite out of. Uh, out sorry, of yeah. that's a, that's a copy and paste in. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. Sorry. Uh, it should be uh, why you have to be mad. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> ah! No, we won't. He won't do <laughs> Everything's burning down. He's not going to spare Save you. us all. It's got to have the world's longest description. I'll say that for it. Strike out your opponent yeah, right. on a no swing strike three. In brackets, this trophy is not awarded if completed in a local local multiplayer game by switching teams. Or with quick counts turned on, so watch out for that. <laughs> in other, it's otherwise known as uh, being caught looking. Right. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Um, None of us got that joke. We don't understand. No, no, no that's that's actually what it's called. Okay. Um, if if the the ball is thrown and you don't swing and it, it's a perfect strike down the middle, um, then you you end up out and you have to go sit down. Uh, but in that instance, it's called um, you were caught looking because all you did was look at the ball. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Trivia. Trivia. Yeah. I was I was trying to share my culture with you. Thank you. I feel I feel so appreciated. Um, I've learned more about swinging a, a piece of wood today. <laughs> right. Or not swinging in this case. Yeah. Moving on. Um, Non-mover, Horizon Zero Dawn, still holding in there at number three. Um, mm-hmm. spot- that was the Shield Weaver one? Oh, was it? Uh, no, was it? I, I don't know. No. I, w- I was asking you. No, I, don't that know. Was, uh, I think we've just, we just labeled it as secret trophy for completing the game, so as to avoid... Sort of we had that one. last week, so it might be coming back. It might be... Yeah, I think it's the same one. Anyway, um... Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's no trophies to get after completing the game, yeah. per se. Like, no story trophies to get after completing the game. So it makes sense that it's mm. still the most popular trophy. Yeah, three, 321 wins, plus still 22 other trophies in the chart. So it's still still very, um, it's still a big chunk. It's just kind of sharing it almost 50-50, I think, with, with Andromeda for about the, uh, the Mass Effect Andromeda for the amount of uh, trophies in there. Uh, so still... Right. Still quite strong, obviously a lot. As you say, a lot of people completing it uh, over the last week, so it's maybe going, may, maybe about to the, the sun is about to set on Horizon Zero Dawn uh, for next week. Nah. Look, <laughs> sorry. Mo- moving on, that was a bad one. Um, number two, uh, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix uh, comes in um, number two in the chart. Um, what, three uh. out of fifty. Uh, the Rabbit Hole. Um, 337 wins, so just a little bit more uh, than that. That's actually a reference to Alice, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a little bit more than uh, Horizon Zero Dawn trophy, plus um, two other trophies in there. So that's a, a new entry, not a massive int- entry, only only three trophies, but um, it's come in there. Is that is that a whole new game, or is that some DLC or something? What's that one, guys? Um, it's the I, I don't score release of all of the games, excluding the um, oh. ones that were recently released oh. in the sorry, so combo uh, special uh, HD edition kind of thing, is it? Or? Yeah, so basically, there were two discs on PS3 that 
released uh, that included almost all of the games in some form. And I can't imagine what that list looks like. I mean, it was three each, but it wasn't three games. I think it was two games and one video summary. Um, right. And there were two discs of that. So then the current release has six games or six games covered um, right. on one PS4 disc. Um, and in addition to that, you can now you can also buy the other one that recently released, which was, um, I think, three again. There was like a mini one and there was like a prequel one. And there was a video, I guess. Wow. I kind um, of lost track of Kingdom Hearts after like the first and second one. I was like, I'm, mm. <laughs> I was like, they've, I mean, you they've they've that, milk that, that a little bit. So you can catch up. <laughs> mm. Yeah, a little bit. It's clear that you can catch up, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> no. So, yeah. uh, number one, I'm sure it's no surprise to anyone, is <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, almost there with 363 wins. Uh, plus 15 other trophies in the chart. So again, um, still holding strong. Um, still mm-hmm. probably going to be there, I think, next week. Um, it might not be. But... I mean, uh, I suspect Persona is going to make it onto the list. I, I would bet the do. biggest... Yeah, I mean, I, I would bet that Persona is going to bump Horizon, being uh, an exclusive. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like Persona will top the charts but i hope that it charts <laughs> yeah i imagine it'll chart it, it might be able to i mean the the mass effect one is kind of a weak showing it's only 363 wins so yeah is it maybe a quiet week for possible. people i mean this past week was actually kind of a, a, tell you what yeah last weekend was was uh mother's day wasn't it and that's so maybe <laughs> maybe yeah. I certainly know that cut yeah, into my right. gaming time, I think, a bit after. Did you go yeah. down the pub? <laughs> no, no. I went went <laughs> out for a very nice um, afternoon tea and scones in a in a nice um, garden <laughs> um, a tea house place. Yeah. Was, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Keep my mum sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and got some flowers in a pot that... Although it was only Mother's Day in England, so Naturally. in America. Well, you know, it's getting to that point where um, soon we'll have Mother's Day in the States and I'll have to wave my hand and Amazon will uh, rush flowers to <laughs> to my, my mom. By drone. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Parachute uh, dropped them in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, um, so, 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 sorry, that's it. That's um, that's the trophy charts, and uh, we look forward to see uh, next week. Like you say, is Persona Five going to wipe the floor with everything, or will Mass we'll Effect it's continue its Mass Effect onto our on our chart? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh God, I'm loving it though. I love it. It's great. Aces puns. There. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're gonna bump on down to uh it's time for uh we'll we'll do our game highlights i think we can do uh episode gladiolus if you'd like um did you have a chance to play it i played the story of episode gladiolus so um just for context um episode gladiolus is the new dlc episode for final fantasy 15 the first one which focuses on one of the teammates gladio naturally of course um Mm -hmm. and this is an action-packed one um, I played through the story, which was pretty interesting. I think it's about an hour. Um, mm. Actually, I think it was more than, a bit more than an hour for me. I can't about remember. About 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the story is good. Um, mm. But then I tried playing the 
bonus boss, and I got my ass handed to me. But yes. that is kind of impressive in a way because the more I played it, I died fighting that um, enemy uh, maybe fifty times and gave up. But it's it's pure action prowess. Um, so yes. it's asking you to up your game as a swordsman, which is absolutely what the theme of the DLC is. It's about Gladiolus facing the challenge to become a better swordsman, to become a better shield for Noctis, the protagonist of the main game. Mm. And so it's asking, do you have the guts? Do you have the skill? Do you have the perseverance to do this? And that's basically what the final boss is asking of the player, which is bizarre. It's like speaking through the fourth wall at you without breaking it. Um, Mm. And that I thought was interesting, but I still haven't become good enough to to kill him. So, yeah, I uh, it uh, it took me about four hours to finish. I got all the trophies. Oh, you did! Congratulations! Four hours. I think the the initial playthrough was about ninety minutes. I had to do the score attack twice because one of the trophies uh, pits you to get a million points. Yes, which is actually uh, fairly tough. I I kind of got it by the skin of my teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got like. 1.08 million points wow. so uh yeah just barely skated over um so but it, it is a very interesting game uh little bit mm. as you said it's it's very action focused um whereas even more so than the original game the uh, original game was kind of pared back a little bit compared mm. to this this is a lot almost everything is about parrying attacks um dodging knowing when to swing it's got sort of that um dark soulsy like when you take a swing you're committing time yeah so if you don't plan properly you could swing and then be completely defenseless when your opponent takes a, a swing at you mm. um, so it's got a lot of that kind of stuff um if you uh get knocked back if you fall backwards and you time it right if you hit the dodge button at that point you can actually recover all of the health that you've lost, but the timing has to be impeccable. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a it's a great little story. It's um adds a little bit more to um, Gladio. Obviously, uh, the it's a lot of fun to play with. You get a little bit to take back with you, I think, into the main game. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, there's a an outfit I think that you get that boosts Gladio's attack significantly. Uh, okay. I'm it's impressed a, that you a, beat it. That's quite. That's pretty cool. That that score. How many attempts was that? Just two. Oh yeah. So mm. you probably um, might. Yeah. Not too bad then. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like the way to do it is about. Um, well, okay. So that's not entirely fair. It took me more than two attempts. <laughs> now like we the hear first, the truth. I, I, I did. I did like the first encounter, like um, maybe three times. Uh, just to get sort of a, uh, an idea of how the scoring system worked and how best to, to mm-hmm. use it. Um, and it, it basically revolves around parrying. Uh, you really need to parry because it gives you, um, A, you actually get a significant point boost. It's the difference between um, you know hitting somebody for 300 points versus 3,000. Um, so... That's definitely, if you can manage to parry and wipe out a group of enemies in one swing, that's a massive amount of points. Um, And then it also boosts your damage. Uh, When you parry, you can get your damage modifier up to four times. 
so it allows you to kill enemies quicker, which I think gives you points. Um, and it certainly uh, helps reduce the amount of time it's taking, which gives you points at the end of the um, section mm-hmm. because you know it's the whole thing is timed. Um, mm. I mean that's that's the main gist of it. I, I think that the um, combat is pretty uh, pretty fun. I, mm. I really enjoyed it. And the DLC is designed around this central, um, really robust combat system to be mm. fully replayable. In the score attack is basically the main. Uh, story replayed except that you don't have to replay the story elements you just rush through the whole thing and the uh, bonus boss fight is like the purest essence of the combat so depending on what you prefer if you prefer to run through huge groups of enemies and get a high score that option is available for you replayably and if Mm -hmm. you prefer just to fight like a pure test of skill you can play that as much as you like um yep so in terms and it was it costs four pounds. So in terms of value for money, it's pretty strong. And even if it even if you platinum it in four hours and you're done, I think that's good value. Um, as an aside, I would recommend maybe waiting until you finish the main game to play the episode. Mm. Um, it, there's no like major spoiler, but there there is a, a um, they they do end up saying something that is kind of a bit of a spoiler to um, how the game plays out. So I, I would recommend waiting until afterwards. Um, Certainly the but, main the story or the motivation of why Gladiolus goes is based on the event midway through the game. Right. And, and so, I mean, there is a certain knowledge of what's going on. So you do at the very least want to wait until that point to partake in it. Mm. But um, Gladio does have knowledge and, and makes mention of it. Um, for things yet to come okay. um and, and and it does assume that you sort of already know what he's referring to okay um so in that regard I, I would say if you don't want anything spoiled wait until afterwards and you can totally play this after you've completed the main story and then you don't have to worry about it hmm. and it's not really one of these things that fits into that time gap as people were speculating before it came out it's not like you play right. up to there and then you switch play the DLC and then come back, kind of like Assassin's Creed exactly. 2 or uh, other things like that. And, and really, it's, it, it makes sense the way it's separated out. Um, it's not necessary for the story. This is really just fleshing out Gladio. Mm. It, it, it is not necessary to the main plot in any way. Mm. Uh, so maybe we'll move on. Maybe next week we'll talk about Persona. Um, okay. Okay. Just I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I did pick it up. So oh, well, then even better if we can both talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was mostly what I have uh, been doing. Um, is there anything that you want else you want to talk about, Prince, or shall we hand it off to Ace since he uh, he seems like he's asleep at this point? Hey, I'm not asleep. <laughs> Maybe. What? Hey, hey, there you are. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Maybe we let Ace talk, and then I'll talk about the one game that i played this um like the story game i played this week sounds good um okay well i I was i was listening but yeah i i haven't i haven't played a lot more on final fantasy to get into gladius and i don't know what you're talking about persona Mm. 5 i need to read that one up see what it's about (laughs) but um what have i been playing um i've actually only stuck to one game for the last week um gone back to driver san francisco to um it's it's the next game on my list of of uh, backlog multiplayer games, ones that I need to 
at least get all the multiplayer trophies in just in case anything sort of breaks or goes down or whatever as um mm-hmm. frequently happens with uh games yeah. um i've got most of those i've got all the difficult um team ones where you need four other people and it's kind of you know very quiet multiplayer save for the one or two level 40s that seem to turn up and take great delight in annoying anyone who tries to play it um suck it noob yeah yeah and you can see on their account they've only got like four games or something and yeah it, it's either they're it's either they're trolling account or they literally just like only pick this handful of games to play and just we'll keep playing them until the servers go down and, and just annoying people that start up with low levels or whatever but um yeah, yeah got that i've got one left which i think it's um it's one of the earlier modes you you just need two people to play it and um but it's one of these do it 50 times kind of thing so so um and there's no tracking so you've got no idea until it just kind of pops uh, so you just keep playing and then um it is a bit annoying though because there was one of those so one of those level 40 types that turned up got hold of um like a tag and they managed to glitch themselves out of the out of the normal um map into oh, yeah. yeah in out so off of any of the road or pavements and they ended up inside this kind of cordoned off um sort of greenery grass Los Angeles <laughs> and Jeez. I was and there's like a couple of us others but I think it was like four of us at the time and the rest of us are just circling around this area trying to find a way of getting in there and yeah just having to wait for the timer to mm. run out and that was annoying so um yeah, can't wow. wait to get that done. But I wonder, you know, it's one of those games that it wasn't too bad, and I don't think it got a lot of um, a lot of um, interest at the time. I think they kind of messed something up with like the passport kind of thing, uh, and then they ended up mm. giving that away for free. And you know, it's maybe it's, I don't know if it's one of those ones that might show up on backwards compatibility, or maybe a remaster, or maybe just time for a, a new driver. But it's one of those one of those series that's kind of gone quiet again, isn't it? So who knows? yeah. Well, hopefully it'll hopefully come back soon. It'll come back soon. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's not bad, you know. Uh, as multiplayer go, it's, it's pretty good. And at least I've got to level thirty four out of a max of forty. Forty. Yeah. And you only need to get to thirty. Home stretch. Yeah, you only need to get to level thirty eight to get all the trophies. But you know, nice. you've gotten most of the way there. This it's not like seriously um gears of war levels or destiny or whatever else you know sort of where it's just like you've done everything got all the trophies except for like top level one which is going to take you yeah months or something or um i think halo wars was famous for that oh the general uh, yeah yeah exactly and it it, like you could get everything and then just have to grind for like 200 hours to get the (laughs) ring. yeah that was all that that was bad Yeah. yeah So um yeah, so I've been doing. But uh, I, it's been a pretty good week, I think. Managing to get through a multiplayer. I think I started it from from scratch uh, at the beginning of the week. Nice. So yeah, it's pretty good. I was hoping to actually sort of say I'd finished the multiplayer part, but I got one left. So that's not bad. Well, that's what that's what next week is yeah. for. <laughs> All right. So uh, what was this uh, last game you've been playing, Prince? Um. Okay. So you know how. In recent weeks and months, I've been making the endeavor to uh, play more short story-based games, um, right. the ones that I think are 
particularly significant and shouldn't be overlooked. Um, so yeah. I've played such greats as Abzu, Firewatch, Never Alone, um, and King's Tale are great in its genre. But um, this week I played uh, one that I bought like a couple of months ago um, called Assemblance. And I had I was under the impression that it's some kind of space psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Um, not really a horror, but more of like a story-based drama with a sort of thriller element, I guess. Kind of horror in that uh, Bioshocky way. Yes, it, yeah, exactly. So it's not horror, but it's got that tension. Um, yeah. So, I mean, first of all, assemblance, that's not even how you spell the word, so it's not a word. Um, I don't know where to start with this game. Um, it's not a good game. <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> just going to go there. All of those other games, I, I saw all their merits in them, and I um, I sort of put aside what their shortcomings were. But in this game, it just doesn't seem to achieve any purpose. Um, Ouch. So the way the game plays is it's first person, and it's uh, you sort of walk around and you uh, progress the story. Um, but And the story, okay, so the story is something like you wake up in this, um, I don't know, it might be a spaceship. It's probably not a spaceship. Um, and you are following the instructions of this computer that's speaking to you, um, and you go into this weird room, which is like a hologram room. And the first one you go into, it's like a beautiful outdoors scene, and that's what's in the trailers, um, and it looks wonderful. And you think, like, this is, I'm walking outside and I'm going to have an explore, and the room, um, the actual area you can explore is about 10 metres, <laughs> and, then, and then you get invisible walls. And it's just um, that's that's awesome. the first moment where it's a wake-up call where this game is not really what it could be. Um, yeah. And uh, the story, it plays on themes, like you're trying to remember something, you're trying to figure out what happens because you wake up in am- Amnesiac, of course. Um, and it reminds me of um, a game I played before, another story-based game, with like Red Ribbons. Do you know? Can you remember that? Bound? Um, no, it was... Um, there was a game... Actually, there were two now that I think about it, um, where you're playing as a kind of amnesiac. No, that, sorry, that was the same oh. game. Um, here we go, Ether 1 it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're trying to figure out the story of your past and the story of your relationships with the people um, mm-hmm. that are alluded to in the story. And that was a good game. Ether 1 was a good game. Um, but this is kind of playing at the same themes without ever delivering in the same way that Ether 1 did. Um, it's sort mm-hmm. of alluding to the fact that you've got some kind of secret that you're trying to uncover and there's something suspicious about the computer and there's something odd about this reality and there's something odd about your memories um, and question everything. But there's really no point in questioning everything because as you go and you, uh, dare I say, interact, you don't really interact, you just kind of move the plot along. Mm-hmm. Um, things start to fall apart and to alter in ways that are somewhat interesting. But um, ultimately, no one can get the platinum in this without a guide. So there comes a point oh. where you need to look at a guide. Well, first of all, the first story arc, it ends way too quickly. I mean, it ends before it's even delivered anything. Uh, it's just kind of like, well, I'm tired now. I'm going to go have a drink. So <laughs> here's the end of the story. Wow. And then you get a second ending um, almost immediately, which doesn't really tell you anything new. 
then you get a third ending, which you might be able to figure out by poking around. Um, but the fourth ending, no one will get without a guide. So you're basically following this guide, and you have to do these ridiculous timing-based requirements to make it work. Which, I mean, when I was reading the guide, thinking, okay, that's probably fine. I'll, it'll be fine when I get there. Um, yeah. and then I got there, and it was not fine. I mean, I did it after my second try. It was try. not fine. It was not fine. I mean, there was absolutely no gameplay reason for it. That's the problem with it. I mean, it's fine wow. if it serves a purpose. Everything here is fine if it serves a purpose, but it right. didn't serve a purpose. You have to literally look at an in-game clock or get a stopwatch. Most of the guys recommend getting a real-world stopwatch. And yeah. just f- sitting still for a minute, and then you open the direct. You open a desk drawer, then you go to another place and you sit still for another minute. And then what? It's, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. I can't even imagine what was going through their head. Um, the first three endings, it, it's fairly well made. You can follow what they're getting to by following the hints they give and doing the actions right. they hint at. But the fourth ending is just complete absurdity. And at that point, it's just beyond forgiveness. If it had ended after the third ending, I would have said it's dull. But after the fourth ending, I'm just like, this has not gone anywhere. It's completely mm. pointless. Um, I, I, and there's actually a, like a secret ending. Um, yeah. But that is just as, just as completely pointless. So the whole game basically seems to have no reason to exist. Um, mm. I mean, I, I don't want to insult the devs. I, I mean, I have already. But I think I, I respect the quality of the work they've done. I just feel like they, if they'd only applied it to something that had a point. <laughs> yeah. So, Ouch. Like, <laughs> gone Home. Gone Home, yeah. it delivers in one house a huge story with so much meaning on so many levels. And um, the gameplay mechanics are next to none, but it delivers because the whole thing has a point. Whereas this, it doesn't. So if only those people had had I don't know, a better director or a better story writer, or uh, if maybe they have a good story writer and they just got distracted or they didn't have the budget to finish or whatever. But whatever it is, I hope, I, I do hope the best for the team. I just really hope it gets better than this in the next game. Otherwise, they're yeah. done. Bum, bum, bum. So don't buy this game, is all I can say. Right. Uh, so, real quick, I just had to. I, I did play um, Verse 2, which is the other version of Chapter 13 in Final Fantasy 15. Oh, yes, um, that's what it is. Uh, which was fine. It basically played mostly over the same areas. There was actually fighting, and it was actually a pretty good primer for uh, episode Gladiolus uh, because you actually get to play as Gladio in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at one point, uh, Ignis does make a cheeky reference to the Empire's alternate facts, um, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I was like, way to go. <laughs> um, and then the other thing, the only reason I really bring it up is because I, w- I sat down and I played it after having played Mass Effect, and I was like, see, this is how you animate stuff. The animation is fantastic. Even the lip syncing is pretty damn good considering that it's, you know, a game translated from Japanese. Um, so I just wanted to be like, Hey, you know, this is another AAA developer that's made a giant sprawling open world RPG action game. And, and they did a pretty good job. So come on, mass effect <laughs> granted. It's not entirely fair. Cause there is like 
probably still ten times more dialogue in Andromeda than there is in, in Final Fantasy. But I just wanted yeah, about to... ten times more development time. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> in Andromeda. No, in in Final Fantasy fifteen. Final Fantasy, yeah. Right, right, yeah. There's there's twice as much development time. Andromeda was a five year game, I think. So. Yeah. But yeah, about about twice as much development time. Yep, that's fair. I just I just needed to say it because I saw it and I was like, it was night and day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then real quick, uh, Ace is gonna get out of here. But uh, trivia, real quick, one oh, question. That time. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, the Decima engine has been getting headlines because it was you know picked by Kojima for Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. But this is not going to be the first or even the second game to use this engine. Which of these games? did not use the Decima engine? Is it Until Dawn, Infamous Second Son, Killzone Shadowfall, or Riggs Mechanized Combat League? Uh, can I guess Second Son? I'll guess what do you think Riggs. Uh, you, so Prince is right. It is uh, Infamous Second Son. Um, all of the other games were uh, using... Uh, the the decimal mm. engine, mm. so yeah, right. Who who, who, who knew? knew they, they all tied um, together. That that's interesting. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I was uh more surprised that Riggs used it than anything. Okay. I was like, ah, oh, wow, that's a uh, kind of a drastically different exactly. game from the yeah. Others. That's why that's why I picked it. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and very much appropriately so. Uh, and until dawn used it too. Um, though that one's a little bit easier to see because it was actually a fairly detailed game. Um, but yeah, I went all the way back to uh, Killzone Shadowfall was the first game to use it, unsurprisingly, since it was Gorilla. Uh, but anyways, so that's it for us this week. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, like I said, Ace has got to run. Um, so we're going to do this quick. Follow us at True Trophies. Follow me at under, underscore BrandFu. Um, we're on iTunes. We are now on um, Google Play Store. Um, and you should definitely, uh, I am coming to London in May. Let me know the things that I need to do in London. So I am crowdsourcing my vacation <laughs> to you. Uh, please help. <laughs> um, and also, don't ignore Persona 5. We'll talk about it next week. Oh, yes, that too. But if you're listening, uh, but, check it out. Watch any video, and if you're not in love, then I'll take my words back. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's like uh, playing an actual anime TV show. It's style, a thousand percent. It's, style yeah. everywhere. Yep. Um, but we are going to go. Uh, thanks for joining us, and until next time, have fun. Bye. See ya. See ya.